Hello, and welcome to the Self-Sufficient Hub podcast. I'm Carl from selfsufficienthub.com, and I'm here to talk about all things self-sufficiency, all things homesteading, and about how we can reduce the gap between our consumption and our production. Sustainability and food security matters. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Self-Sufficient Hub podcast. I hope you're all safe and well. It has been a crazy, crazy few days for me, guys. I'm really, really sorry that this podcast is coming out a little bit late and you'll be even more upset to know I haven't had time to actually record one. My apologies. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to be re-releasing an episode, sharing with you an episode from back in September 2020. It was my essential reading episode. So it's certainly evergreen for those of you new-ish to the podcast who weren't with us back in 2020. This will be a great first listen for you guys. And for those of you who have been with me for a little bit longer and have heard it before, then uh, I think it's uh, still worth listening to again. It's been long enough that a little refresher won't hurt. So, yeah, this is my essential reading guide for the homestead. So I will hand you over now to myself from September 2020. And I will speak to you guys on Wednesday. Cheers. Now, I love books. I love gardening books. I love all sorts of books on the the sort of things that we all do. And I've developed quite a library. However, upon preparing for this episode, it struck me that actually there's very few books that I own that I would actually consider to be essential for my day-to-day use, you know, ones that I absolutely would not do without. And a lot of the other books I have, I've probably got about 40 books on various subjects pertaining to self-sufficiency and things of that nature. And of those 40, probably 20 or 30 are fairly generic. And what I mean by that is they could be swapped out for pretty much any other title on the same theme. However, I have seven books in front of me, which I cannot say that about. These books I consider to be the absolute pinnacle among their genre and ones that if you are considering getting a book that relates to the sort of things that these books relate to, then these are the ones that I recommend head and shoulders above the rest. So, I'm going to start with four books that I think probably everyone listening should consider getting hold of. And then I'm going to talk about three books that are slightly more specialist and perhaps won't be your thing. So it's only going to be a short episode and I'm not going to talk at great length on any of the books. But I am going to obviously tell you what they are and who wrote them and then a little bit about them and why I think they stand out as exemplary examples of their genre. So I'm going to start with a book that I've mentioned before. It's the only book that I have thus far given an entire episode to, and that is The Encyclopedia of Country Living by Carla Emery. 
if I could only keep one of my books, this is the one. The reason being, it is so extensive in the topics that it covers. It covers pretty much everything I do, with very, very few exceptions. It talks about building structures, it talks about foraging, it talks about different farming systems, it talks about every type of plant that you could grow for food and how to process it and it is just, I would say, probably the book I go to, not only most, but I probably reach for it twice for every time I reach for its nearest rival, easily so. So it's the book that I recommend you buy, if you're only going to buy one, then buy The Encyclopedia of Country Living by Carla Emery, because it truly is an encyclopedia. It's a great big tomb. It's hundreds and hundreds of pages long. I'm just looking now. It's about 900 pages, and those pages are all about A4 size. It's a really big book, but you just I guarantee that you won't be disappointed and you just go to the index and whatever it is you're thinking about it will be covered and it's covered in a really accessible way it's almost like chatting to a friend so I definitely recommend that the next book is a slightly more well all the rest of the books are slightly more specialized because the original one that I mentioned is an encyclopedia of country living it really is that the others all deal with specific topics so next up I'm going to be talking about abundance by Alice Fowler now abundance by Alice Fowler is a fantastic piece of work and it's dealing with the subject of abundance and gluts and preserving so it's all about how to store and preserve all the things that you produce but it goes through it in such a great way it talks about when you should be harvesting your plants it talks about all the different types of preservation methods freezing root cellars dehydrating canning making chutneys uh, but it does it again I'm going to be using that term again in an accessible way it makes everything feel like you should be doing it and you're happy to do it and you're ready to go Alice Fowler is a fantastic communicator and I absolutely love this book I cannot recommend it highly enough I read it cover to cover so it's it contains recipes but it's certainly not a recipe book. It is going to help you learn how to think about dealing with abundance. So it's going to help you prioritize what you're harvesting, how you're harvesting. It's going to help you prioritize different preservation methods. And it's all dealt with in a really, I want to say simple, but that doesn't really do it justice. Just in a, in a really relaxed manner I absolutely love the way she writes and again it's another book that I really highly recommend and if you're only going to get one book on this subject on the subject of preserving your own food then I can't recommend Abundance by Alice Fowler highly enough. The next one is How to Grow Perennial Vegetables by Martin Crawford. Now 
regular listeners will know that when I hear the words perennial and vegetables used together like that, I get ever so excited. It's one of the things I'm extremely passionate about because it just stands for all the things that we're trying to achieve. We're trying to produce as much food as we can. And one of the limiting factors on how much we're able to produce is our time and how much effort we can put into it. When you're growing edible perennial vegetables, you're having to put a lot less effort into each crop because once the plant is established, it's going to pretty much take care of itself. Now, Martin Crawford's book, it contains, basically, it's just a directory. It's a list of I don't know how many, but I would guess over a hundred edible perennial vegetables. And each one, it talks about different varieties, how you would grow them, how you would crop them, what the downsides of them are. And it gives you all the information you need to know to think, right, okay, if I can only grow three this year, then these are definitely the three for me. It was how I came to learn about things like Egyptian walking onions. It was how I came to learn about growing runner beans as perennials. There's so much to take from this book that, again, I put it up there as one that everybody who's doing the sort of things that we're all doing, dear listener, would genuinely gain so much from having read. So I put that as the standout leader in the genre. I'm not sure that there is any competition, if I'm honest. So I'll just say the the name again, and that is How to Grow Perennial Vegetables by Martin Crawford. The next book is a foraging book, and it is a recent acquisition by myself, and it is The Foraging Pocket Guide by Marlo Renton and and, Eric Begain. It is fantastic. I have owned so many foraging books over the years, and this one deals with foraging and teaching much the same way as I do. So if you've seen any of my foraging videos, my mushroom videos, everything that I'm trying to get across is how to stay safe. So if you see something that looks like this, you need to check these following criteria. One, two, three, tick, tick, tick. You cannot have anything dangerous. That's how it approaches the subject of foraging. And for that alone, I believe it to be just head and shoulders above anything else that it would be competing with. But it's also far more comprehensive. It contains a lot more mushrooms and a lot more species. And it doesn't try and include a lot of the wild edibles that people pick just because they're edible. It only includes the ones that are actually worth picking and are really good to eat. Now, there's one caveat to put with this book, and it would go for any 
foraging book on the market and that is to say that it is a regional book so it's going to be far more useful if you live in the UK than if you live somewhere else but that does not mean that it's not useful elsewhere it just means that you might need to do some additional research for potential dangerous lookalikes that grow in other areas but I still heartily recommend it and that is the foraging pocket guide by Marlo Renton and Eric Pagain definitely the best of the bunch in the genre in my opinion and then finally I've got three other books in front of me which I also consider to be essential for me and they are absolutely fantastic books and if you're in the lookout for a book in this genre then this is my strong recommendation but the reason these three are separate to the previous four is these three are more niche so they might not appeal to everyone the first one is the art of natural cheese making by david asher this really is the book that I was waiting for for a long time. So many cheesemaking guides and books are based all around the commercialization of cheesemaking and how it has become. The processes that are used these days are far less natural than the traditional ways of making cheese so the the tagline is actually using traditional non-industrial methods and raw ingredients to make the world's best cheeses and if you're looking at getting into cheese making then I recommend before you pollute your brain with any other resources you start here the art of natural cheese making by David Asher because it's going to give you all of the information you need to make cheese that tastes amazing and can be made from just the natural raw ingredients rather than having to buy a lot of commercial cultures and things like that. The second one is Bushcraft 101 by Dave Canterbury. Now if you're into bushcraft or wilderness survival or anything like that a lot of the things that I do has a lot of crossover so I love to be able to just make the things I need ad hoc by reaching to my pocket knife and making things out of bits of wood that are lying around or whatever it might be and this is the first bushcraft book I've read where almost on every page I'm actually taking something away and feeling like it's something that I might actually use in the field and I can tell you now that I have used in the field several times it covers all sorts of things from cordage survival skills you know sharpening blades all that kind of thing and it's highly recommended so Bushcraft 101 by Dave Canterbury is my recommendation for a book in that genre and finally and as I said, these last three are all niche books, but the last one is the book Mushrooms by Roger Phillips. Now, any serious mushroom forager will have this book. It is the book. It is the comprehensive guide. In fact, reading the uh, tagline again on the front cover, a comprehensive guide with over 1,250 detailed photographs of mushrooms and other fungi. Now, this is the field guide. It is undisputedly the 
the one field guide that every mycologist should have, everyone who's an amateur mycologist looking into learning about mushrooms because it is so extensive. And anyone who is used to trying to identify plants or fungi in the wild will know the advantage of having a really good field guide. And this covers pretty much everything. Now, again, it carries the same caveat as the previous foraging book with regard to regionality. However, I am not sure of a different version available anywhere else that compares to this insofar as its comprehensiveness. So, those are my seven recommendations. I will just briefly list them again. So Country, The Encyclopedia of Country Living by Carla Emery. Abundance by Alice Fowler. How to Grow Perennial Vegetables by Martin Crawford. And The Foraging Pocket Guide by Marlo Renton and Eric Begain are the four that I think everyone should get. And then the more niche ones... The Art of Natural Cheesemaking by David Asher, Bushcraft 101 by Dave Canterbury, and finally Mushrooms by Roger Phillips. I hope that you go out and get yourself at least one of these. I'm sure you won't be disappointed. Please do let me know. And I apologise for the alteration to our regularly scheduled programming next Wednesday. The interview series will be back and we have interviews lined up for the next few weeks with experts on seed saving on wild mushrooms on all sorts of amazing topics i do hope you'll join me for those and i will speak to you on friday this episode of the self-sufficient hub podcast was brought to you by our patrons you guys are awesome if you'd like to support the show, there's lots of ways you can do it. The easiest of which is just to like and review it wherever you get our podcasts. You can also tell somebody about it, whether that's on social media or just face to face with a friend who you think might benefit from it. But however you support our podcast, we really, really appreciate it. If you'd like to become a patron, please consider doing so by going to patreon.com forward slash self-sufficient hub. However you support the podcast, it's listeners like you that make all of this possible. Thank you ever so much for listening, and I'll speak to you really soon.